Welcome to the Ryan and Nate's Business Podcast. Come listen to these two blue-collar business guys. Nate, your go-to automotive repairer, and Ryan, your local heating and air contractor, talk about business, how to help you, and hear stories from our local unsung heroes. Community matters to them, and so does a healthy business. Here's Ryan and Nate. What is up, everyone? Today we have Ryan with Chirp and his pal Justin. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Ryan is amazing at what he does. He helped my business tremendously, and I am shouting on top of a mountain what this man does because he can directly help your business. And today we get the behind the scenes of what he gets to do, why he started, um, and the dynamic between Ryan and Justin's awesome. Um, they, they really know what they're doing and they can execute things so well. So welcome guys. Um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having us. us. Ryan. Appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll jump in if that's okay. Uh, my name is Ryan Fenn. I'm the CEO here at chirp. Um, C H I I R P <laughs> for those listening. Uh, <laughs> spell, spell check does not like the name of your company. <laughs> That's all tech companies, all right. Um, we uh, we started Chirp mm, f- going on four years now. Actually, my actually it's a pretty good indicator. Today's my twins' fourth birthday, oh, and wow. we actually started. We we launched Chirp the same week that they were born. Uh, as far as we we had been working on it for about a year prior to to build it to to get to MVP, and uh, we launched it the same week that they were born. So I kind of used them as a as a guide as to how old the company is and they just turned four today. And so, you know, we're still, we're still pretty young, but, uh, really cranking along. Um, uh, Justin came on board, uh, with us last year, uh, and, you know, has really changed the way we do things in in, in a really positive way. Um, Ryan, would you, would you prefer that I kind of jump into the story now? Is that, is that, is that where we're at? Is that what you'd like to, to do? Yeah, let's uh, let's hear. Cool. Let's see, let's see how compelling your story can get. <laughs> Perfect. Well, um, I uh, I've always been entrepreneurial. I you know ever since I was little, uh, I didn't do I, you know I, I I didn't like being in school. I did well in school, but I didn't like being there. I liked to I liked the hustle. I liked selling gumballs to the kids in the in the uh, playground and that kind of thing. Um, I, I I ended up leaving high school when I was sixteen and just kind of going out and doing my own thing. Uh, and have always just um, kind of lived by by what I, you know, was able to produce. I never um, never really wanted like a corporate kind of thing. And uh, uh, through my twenties, tried different businesses, different things, different sales jobs, different things like that, different entrepreneurial ventures, and, and had you know moderate success as I learned kind of the business world. And um, it turns out that the easiest and best way to uh, grow your business is to have a kid. <laughs> and if you have a kid, <laughs> that's going to, that's going to be the motivation. Oh, it gets serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. going to be real motivation. So when my wife and I, um, had our first child, uh, I, I started a business, um, here in Utah fixing windshields. Uh, I would go door to door actually selling windshield repair. Okay. And I did, I did, I love the door-to-door life, man. I lived it too. I lived it too. It is tough. And I, I come from the automotive uh, automotive background, so the fact that you fix windshields that's impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. We uh, it was just like we we just saw it. Uh, some guys doing it at a car wash, 
and we said, you know, my brother was, was along for the ride and he said, let's, you know, let's do this. So we started going door to door selling this and pretty soon we got into like, uh, some gas stations. So as, as people would come in to get their gas, we would wash their windshield, like an old school, um, like, you know, from the fifties, you know, like you'd come in and somebody would run out and wash your windshield. Um, so we'd run out That's and wash all over windshield. Baltimore, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'd wash their windshield and we'd say, um, uh, you know, Hey, by the way, you have a, a chip in your windshield. We can fix it. So it doesn't crack any further. And if they said yes, they'd pull over to our little spot and we'd fix their windshield in about 15 minutes. Did, did very well with that business to point we were in about nine, um, locations. And then, and then, um, some dealerships caught wind of what we were doing, a Toyota, a local Toyota dealership and Nissan dealership saw what we were doing. And they said, Hey, why don't you put a guy in our service drive and, um, have us fix, you know, how, as they come in for oil changes, you can have them fix the windshield. Um, from there we got into like nine dealerships and it was really, it was a really good business. It was the most success I had ever experienced as an entrepreneur at any point in my, in my career. And I wanted to scale. And so, um, I kind of, I kind I always wanted to be in the digital space. I wanted a digital business, something that I could do online. And so I came up with the idea to start training people on how to start their own windshield repair businesses. So they could buy my course and they could buy equipment from me and they could start their own windshield repair business and be up and running in a couple of weeks. And uh, so we started selling that and, um, that's when the real idea for chirp kind of started to kick in. We started using different softwares to kind of piece together automation to create a really solid sales funnel. And we would run ads on Facebook. And as those leads would come in, we would text the leads um, and send them a link to a video to explain the opportunity. And then if they liked it, they would book an appointment with us and we would, we would, you know, close the deal. I made about I made about two million dollars selling that course through text messaging. Oh, yeah. Wow! And so I knew, like, I knew that this process was killer. And so, yeah, I uh, that's when I said, "Hey, if this works for me, it probably work for other businesses." And not wanting to stop where I was, um, decided to create Chirp, which is um, an automation platform that took all of the process I was using in that business try to bring them all into one, one spot so that a business can come in and have access to automation tools that will help them convert leads through the entire customer journey. So the entire through the, you know, there's, there's tools in chirp that will improve your business at every step of the customer journey from lead conversion to the actual job to, to after the job. And, um, we started programming it, like I said, four and a half, five years ago. Uh, we we had a product that was, you know, sellable within a year, and that's when we launched. Um, like I said, when my when my twins were born, and um, which was another that was a double motivate, double shot of motivation right there. Um, <laughs> I bet, yeah. And uh, along the way, we had not we had not specifically said, "Hey, let's build this for home service businesses," but. In the last two years, two or three years, we've had several home service. We had several home service businesses jump on board. And then we really started to see that that's where, that's where it's most like it's the most needed. Yeah. And it's, and we, and we create the most success within that niche. And so in the last two years, we doubled down on that and said, Hey, let's just, 
this is where we need to be. Let's focus on home services. And so now we're so, you know, we've gone so far with the integrations that, you know, that we, we've become very unique in the space and that we um, are the, are the only automation platform that does the stuff that's uniquely and specifically focused in the home service space. And so we're constantly trying to find ways and improve the product to be able to help home services specifically. Um, last year, did you, um, did you realize that the, is the tech industry that you're in as glorious as you wanted, as you thought it would be? Cause I told Nate's son, I was like, Hey man, check out my buddy here. Look at, and it was, it was a friend of mine that does like SEO and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's got money. Like you should do what he's doing. <laughs> um, screw trying to be a contractor, <laughs> but I'd love to hear from you. Um, is the tech world as glorious as you'd like it to be? Um, so, so business is just business. Now there's really no difference between a digital business. It's all people doing things for other people. Right. And so, so the, the the sooner that people kind of realize that business is just business now, it's not, Oh, I have an online business, which is like I said, I wanted that before, but now Mm -hmm. having been in it for so long, you just realize that, you know, there are definitely advantages to having a digital, um, business because you, you can be, um, you can be, uh, global, you know, um, or at least national, uh, very quickly, but that doesn't take away any of the principle of good service, um, you know, good, good relationship building all of that. And so, uh, to say, to, to say, is it as, as glamorous as I would, you know, I, I would just say everybody, everybody in business, like, how do I put this in the right word? Um, you fit where you, you, you kind of fit your personality fits where you should be. And so don't think that just because you're in a specific kind of business that it can't be everything you want it to be. Cause it's really, it's, it's, it's really just people serving people. Do you, do you think that you, um, you, you got something special from starting off with a local service type business? Like, is there something you would have missed doing what you do now if you skipped over that step um, of fixing windshields? Yeah, that's a huge part of what we, what Justin and I really explain to people because there are a lot of tech companies that come out of like Silicon Valley or, or, you know, these, they get funded by these big venture capitalists. They have an idea and they say, Hey, cool. We have this cool idea. Let's build a software and they get a bunch of money and then they start building it yeah. and it's backwards to me because they, they didn't have the problem and then solve it. They just think that that problem exists. So then they think that their pro their solution is going to exist. So they create a product that they think is going to work for that problem, the, the problem that they think exists. And so they end up building something that kind of misses the mark. You know, it looks on the surface, very similar. That's why we have yeah. competition. But if you're not in the real world and you're not really solving these problems, it's really hard to build something. I mean, we're talking about a product that has 150,000 lines of code that does so many different things that if I start backwards and try to build, I'm, I'm, I'm way behind. Whereas if I'm going, Hey, I have this problem now in the real world that I want to solve. Let's build something that, that solves that problem. That's a way better direction in which that's the direction we've come from. 
Um, and the, so, the other, yeah, that's what I like about you guys is good. I was just going to say the other thing is when Ryan says like as a software company, we genuinely care about taking care of our customers. It's actually true. So I, I've been in tech for 12 years. I've worked for some of the biggest venture backed companies out of Utah. Uh, I won't name any names. And, and for one reason or another, when you get into that industry, it's, it's really enticing to get into that whole venture capital world. Um, these companies are getting a ton of money uh, to go build a product. That being said, uh, when the companies get all that money and they're bringing on 200, 300 employees at a time, oftentimes the customer is the one that suffers from that. Um, if something is going on at Chirp and, and we have a customer that needs help or something, our office hears about it. Like from me to Ryan, like we, we're not perfect. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but like we genuinely care about doing the best that we can to take care of customers and, and we work with our customers pretty closely. And that's one of the reasons that I came to Chirp is when, when Ryan told me it was bootstrapped and profitable. Um, that they genuinely care about giving their customers a good experience. That was important to me. This is a tight knit community, home service space. Everybody talks. Um, and so we know that if we can give yeah. people a good experience, um, that we're going to continue to grow organically. So that's, that's kind of been my experience with the whole tech world. Yeah. Can you, um, Justin, could you just give us a rundown of what you do? Um, what yeah. Chirp does like the, the, the type of services? Let me um, let me intro Justin to do that, if that's okay. Um, I was actually going to go into that next. Yeah, that's fine. But um, I uh, so, so last year, you know, as we started to um, really nail down the processes for home services and the and the benefits that we offer, I was uh, you know I was personally doing demos. We were bringing on you know hundreds of companies. Um, and I got to the point where I was pretty much maxed out on what I could personally accomplish, um, as an owner. And mm -hmm. I did not want to take that, what Justin just talked about, that approach, that kind of soulless approach of just let's, let's get 300 people in here and just blow this thing up and, um, sell it to somebody next year for whatever, you know, that wasn't my dream. My dream was to create a sustainable business that I, I was proud of and could be, you know, put, you know, really be excited about. And so last year I, I at feeling maxed out at what I could accomplish. I wanted to find somebody that had experience in tech, but had that same vision that I had of, of creating a really good, um, really good service. And so I started, I started reaching out to people in my network that were local but funnily enough, Justin was the first, very first person I called when I had the idea. I picked up my LinkedIn, um, uh, I, you know, I pulled up the app on my phone and he had popped up just for whatever reason was in the feed. And I generally stay away from LinkedIn cause it's kind of, <laughs> it kind of has that same vibe, but I knew I could maybe find somebody that was, that was in the tech world, but, and it, and it just happened to be Justin it was my first phone call. And I said, Hey, I, you know, this is what we're doing. We have a really awesome product. It's better than anything out there. I need people who are invested in it that want to, you know, that really want to take that soul and that, that, um, level of care to the customers. And he immediately, I mean, it was like, it was immediately that Justin 
um, caught the vision. He came in the next day. We sat down for an hour. Um, we happened to have the same car. And so that like, he was like, Oh, this is like, this is cool. And so, um, within a day, uh, we, um, I mean, we were like just hitting it off. So, so, uh, Justin came in as what I would call my integrator where I'm saying, Hey, I've got all these cool ideas and this vision. I need, and I, as, as an entrepreneur, not being naturally, uh, you know, organized, I said, I need, I need that, yeah. that guy that can complete that. And Justin very quickly became that. So, so, um, that's the story behind how Justin came to chirp. Justin, if you want to jump in and tell us about your background, um, and how it got to that point. Yeah. So, um, I think I mentioned I've, I've been in tech for uh, around 12 years now. I've done sales uh, for the most part, so software sales. Um, when I came in with Chirp, Chirp was already seeing a ton of value in partnerships. Um, you know, partnering with other companies, organizations, best practice groups, agencies, whatever it might be, where Chirp is a good solution, an awesome automation solution for their clients. Um, and at the same time, it helps out these partnerships. And so he asked me to focus on partnerships. So that's what I do. And honestly, I absolutely love it. Um, I enjoy sales too. I love wins. That's the type of, of person that I am. Uh, the partnerships are awesome because it's, you know, we're building relationships and I'm a relationship guy. I like getting to know people. I like hanging out with partners, talking to partners, and so that's kind of what I'm spearheading right now. And uh, it's going well. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. So we have a lot of really cool partners that, that we're grateful for. So Justin probably doesn't want to toot his own horn too much. But before he came here, he did help build a billion dollar uh, tech company. He, he helped completely organize their entire sales process uh, and has some really strong experience in the tech space. So That's awesome. And what, um, what does Chirp do? So for the people that we're going to send this link to, what are the nuts and bolts of exactly how you help a company like Beltway or New Life um, Automotive? How, how, what do you guys do? Yeah. So at the, at the core, you know, automation is, is, the, is the discussion, right? Automation yep. creates efficiency. Efficiency creates scalability. And so, um, we, our, our goal was to take the tools that were helping our businesses grow through automation to, to home services. So what does that mean? Well, it, it, let's break up the customer journey into three chunks and we'll talk about how it can affect change in each of those, those spaces. So we've got lead conversion. That'll be the first uh, stage of the customer journey. We've got the actual job itself, and then we've got post job. Okay, so on the lead conversion side, um, there are two really important things that we talk about. As I talk about these things, and people are listening, just know that everything is completely customizable to your business. However, you envision your customer journey being, you can create these automations to fit your process. So it's not it's not just a plug and play. Here you go, kind of thing. But on the, on the lead conversion side, we have two really important things that, that we, we realized in our business early on. Number one, leads have a very, very short shelf life. If you're in business and you're advertising, you're putting a bunch of money into to any kind of advertising, Facebook, Google, uh, SEO, 
you've got billboards, direct mail, whatever you're doing, if somebody expresses interest in your service or raises their hand and said, hey, I need you, and you are not extremely fast to respond, the chances of converting drop dramatically. And so we found that if people are filling out a form online, you have about a minute to connect with those leads if you want your maximum conversion. So if you want the best possible outcome, you should contact that lead within one minute. Problem with that is we're all busy, right? We're all doing things. We could be on the phone with somebody else, could be on a job. There's so many different things that can be happening that a minute can go by very, very quickly and that lead can immediately start to deteriorate in value. And so we talk to companies all the time and they say, oh yeah, I get to them within about five, 10 minutes. And if you look at a chart, uh, we have a chart that we share, it drops dramatically that by minute three, you're, you're less than a half, less than, it's even less than a, a quarter. I try not to be too dramatic, but it's less than a quarter of your chance of converting just after three minutes. Um, people move very quickly. We have, you know, we're, our attention spans are terrible. We're on to, you know, TikTok and all this different stuff that just, we're, we're on to the next thing. Yep. We even have guys that will talk to them and say, oh, I try to get to them within 24 hours. And you're like, dude, yeah, that's like, not going to work. Your conversion rate is going to be horrible. And so by implementing automation, we can capture that lead. Um, we can immediately start a text message conversation. So the text message would go out to that customer within 30 seconds of them submitting the form to start the communication with that lead. So that should keep them from moving on to the next, to the, to the next guy on the list. Um, and especially in service businesses where we've become so, somewhat commoditized where it's like, there's a lot of people to pick from. Um, mm-hmm. they can move on very quickly if, if, if they don't hear from you. So that's, you know, if we're talking about the customer journey, we're at the very, very beginning, right? That very first stage, the seed is just barely just starting to sprout. And so we've, we've sent that first text message to start the conversation. At the same time, other automation is happening in the background. We're telling everybody in the, everybody that's supposed to know that there's a new lead. Hey, you have a new lead in the system. It's a Slack tech, a Slack message or a text message or a email, however you want to communicate with your team. But we immediately let them know that a new lead is in the system and we also take that data and we populate it into the CRM, whether that's Service Titan, House Call Pro, Job or Star, whatever it is, that all the data is being put in there so you're not having to double enter leads into your system. Um, from there, we, we, we really harp on follow-up. Everybody's heard it a thousand times. The fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. Um, but most companies just are not doing it effectively. Uh, they're calling once or twice, and then that's the end of their follow-up. Uh, I recently reached out to somebody to have a furnace installed in my basement. Yeah. And I, I reached out to three companies. Not a single one of them has followed up um, since the quote was given. Not a single one of the three. Yeah. And um, I could I could easily be pushed right now. I'm kind of, it's not some, we're, we're trying to finish our basement and I'm not like in a big hurry. If one of them had reached out and pushed just a little bit, I would have, I would have pulled the trigger because I'm pretty much right there. But no, none of them followed up. Yeah. And I got a text message that just said, hey, um, you know, just following up on that quote I sent you, you know, what are your thoughts? I would have said, yeah, I think we're ready to go. So all the prices were like pretty much exactly the same, you know? So, couple, so yeah. follow up instead of sales guys hate doing it. They hate doing follow up. It's emotional. It's, it's a task. Sales guys like winning. Like Justin said, they like talking to people who are ready to close. Follow up right. is mundane and boring. So instead of trying to force the sales guy to do something that they don't naturally do well, 
We mm-hmm. take that, we take that task off their plate and just say, Hey, we'll Terp will follow up for you. We'll send text messages, emails, ringless voicemails, uh, even direct mail, um, to follow up with the customer until they do convert. Okay. Uh, yeah. or they opt out or they, whatever it is they don't, they're not all going to convert, but we're going to follow up consistently so that we make sure that every single estimate that goes out is getting the treatment. I mean, we paid, you paid a ton of money to get that, to get that customer and to get that opportunity to give them an estimate. Why give up right there and not follow up consistently with that estimate? So, so those are the two major parts on the front and the lead conversion side. Uh, following up or, you know, reaching out immediately and then consistently following up with those that don't close right away. Um, from there, we move into the job itself. And this is where we can now, now we can turn a customer into a fan of our business. Um, a lot of people, they work really hard to get the sale, but they don't really work hard to create a relationship with that customer so that that customer will continue to buy from them over and over again. It's really simple to do. The only way that, you know, to stand out from me, you, you obviously can offer a, a really good service, really good thing, but most people don't care, right? Like for me, I'm just like, hey, just put a fur- furnace in my basement. I don't care as long as it works, right? Um, so it's hard to stand out on that side. So one way that you can stand out is by perfecting your communication throughout the actual job itself, maintaining good communication through the job so they know they know what to expect, they know who the technician is that's coming. They know, um, you know, the different timelines throughout the job, everything. And so our deep integration into your CRM, let's just use Service Titan as the example, allows us to trigger um, campaigns to happen throughout the job. So, for example, the, the, the job gets booked. Now we can send out uh, customized appointment reminders leading up to the job. We can send pictures of the technician. Some of our guys send links to a video that says, thank you so much for booking with us. Here's what to expect on our visit, kind of introducing them to their business a little more, driving their brand a little further into their brain, just really connecting well um, with the customer after they've booked the job. Um, We then move on to technician dispatched, where once the technician is sent, we can also send some information there. This is what we call our membership booster campaign, where if you're selling memberships, um, one of the really cool things is in Service Titan, we can, based on the filters we have, we can we can recognize if this is a member or a non-member. And if it's a non-member, we can send a text message that says, you know, hey, Jessica, your, your technician, Brian, is on his way. By the way, if you'd like to save a little bit of money on this call, be sure to ask him about our membership program. And that text is like, perfectly frames the conversation. We, uh, you know, a lot of companies rely on their technicians to sell yeah. memberships Lays and, techni- yep. and technicians aren't always the best sales guys. And so if we can, we can give them all the help we can by sending them that, that message first and framing the conversation so that the, the customer will, you know, the customer will, you know, the technician pulls up and she says, Hey, I got this text message that says I could save some money. And then the technician automatically just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, let me tell you about our membership program. Um, That's great. So, so th- those are some ways that we can enhance the communication during the job. And then we talk about post-job, maintaining the customer so that they are going to use us again and again. This is where we're going to request a review. This is where we're going to, if they do leave us a good review, we are going to then um, request referrals 
uh, which is nobody, nobody asks for referrals. And so if we can automate it, it takes that all out of it and just happens naturally. Mm -hmm. And then we maintain the customer throughout the year, Mm -hmm. filter, change, reminder, text messages. Hey, it's been three months since our visit. It's time to change your filter. You know, we're not trying to sell them anything at this point. We're just trying to maintain them throughout the year, keep them warm so that in a year when it's time for service again, we reach back out automatically with a text message. Hey, it's been 12 months since your last service. It's time to get you on the books. What works best for you, AM or PM? <laughs> and right there, boom, you can, you know, you've, you've nurtured them. They don't think they don't, they're not thinking about, Oh, I got to find another HVAC guy. I don't even know who my HVAC guy is because I don't, they don't ever communicate with me. And so anytime right. I have a problem, I go to, I just go to Google, you know, and I search my city and, and HVAC and whoever pops up, I call first. So had the person that originally installed my system maintain good communication with me, I would just, I wouldn't bother with going to Google. I just, you know, this is, this is my guy. He knows yeah. my system. I don't want to, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest things I got from Tommy Mello's book, Home Service Millionaire, was the two concepts that, I, that has stuck with me since I've read that book probably four or five years ago was don't put yourself in a box and don't ever let yourself get forgotten. Yes. Um, and Chirp, there is no way in this world, if you have Chirp, that you will ever be forgotten by a customer. Um, every once in a while you'll get a, Hey man, stop contacting me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love your, I love the the example of, of reaching out to the client, um, before you come and say, Hey, this is the, yeah. this is the technician that's going to come. Um, because I, and we've been thinking about business, you know, lately, um, especially service, uh, for, for me, I come from the automotive industry. So we were an independent repair shop. Um, people want to feel connected to the stories of the businesses that they do business with. I think years ago, people, people may not have cared that much. You know, in the nineties, we just migrated to big box stores and, and, um, you know, online conglomerates and all that. But now people take pride in like, Hey, I've got a guy like, Oh, you, you got a problem with your, with your HVAC. I got a guy. It's like, it's not like I got this, big conglomerate company. I got oh, yeah. Joe's my guy and, and they might not know if you can, if you can help them connect to the story, um, through, I mean, it, the best way is to eyeball to eyeball communication. But what you guys are talking about is kind of standardizing some of that and, and taking out some of the, um, friction. You, you can take a, um, you can take a sales guy who is wonderful at communication, but the guy who's wonderful at communication always sucks at follow-up in my experience. <laughs> so it's like, yep. you can make one hell of a rock star for, you know, what you guys charge a month is not my, you know, it's not, it's not raking over the coals by any means. So it's like you can have for whatever a month, you can have an amazing sales team of just great communicators. And then the follow-up process automatically happens. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go on a rant on the end, but not right now, but uh, we, we don't want to get the idea that we're automating the human out of this process. Right. Yes. Justin, Justin's not in his head. He's going to say the exact same yeah. thing. We are enhancing, we're turning these, we are turning humans into superhumans. We're not, we're not taking their job. We're, we're enhancing what they can do. We're, we're making them look really, really good, you know? And so yeah. just like you said, like the sales guy, they could be really good at communicating, but they, they're going to forget certain tasks along the way. Chirps there to just, it's like they have an assistant. 
It's like they have their own assistant going, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. <laughs> but they're not, we're not eliminating that human from the process. So I was going to say, going back to the, to what you had said, Nathan, about the stories that people want to connect with stories, we can really, this is huge for the landscape of business right now. Like you said, back in the 90s, it's totally, totally different. Um, and Chick, Chick-fil-A is a really good example of this. Uh, I, I don't get Chick-fil-A. I, I'm going to probably offend some people, but like, it's so boring to me. The food is so boring to me. And, and, and it just doesn't really do, it's just a really boring chicken sandwich. But their story, their story worked and it connected and it just blew up, right? And, and yeah. it's because people like the story of Chick-fil-A. They like the, the, the whole thing. It's not just the food, it's the whole thing. And so that's where with us, we have that ability to, you know, instead of, instead of, you know, we want to be the best at installing our, our service or doing our service. But at the same time, we, we want to be every, the best at everything so that they go, I don't, you know, I, there's something about that company. I just like them. I just like that company, you know? So, right. When I, when I've tried to explain, um, I'm trying to explain, I'm, I'm new to your product. I'm new to chirp. Um, I'm new to seeing it work. I have never, no one, uh, I'm actually curious, uh, from the automotive industry, like what, any examples that you have, um, of, of how, it, how it could work. So I'm a little bit, I'm new to your, your product and I've tried to explain it to a few people. And usually the first, first response I get was, Oh, that kind of sounds creepy. Um, to, to, to have, yeah, because I mean, I, my only experience with anything like it was my dentist uses something like this and it's, it's a little impersonal and kind of weird. Like I get, you know, 55,000, um, emails or texts leading up to my appointment mm-hmm. that I already have on my phone. Um, it, 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 there's, there's some fine tuning that maybe they didn't do that they need to, to create a better feel. So I'm curious about, um, how do you guys, and I, and I've watched your process. It's not creepy to, to answer my previous, the, 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 the perception it's not creepy, but there is that to me, it seems like, um, you guys really give voice to the office or the owner of the business and the, the process to, to creating these campaigns is very interesting to me. There seems to be a partnership almost like with my tattoo artists, like, Hey, I give you an idea of like what I want. And then you come up with something more amazing <laughs> yeah. than I even yeah. thought about. And, and I'm curious about that process. How does that normally work? I've seen it happen with one of our clients. Um, but the attention that you guys give to detail is pretty awesome in giving voice so the, these ideas that, that, that the owner might have, like I'm, I might, I might not know how to use your product or how it completely works, but like, I think this could be cool. Sure. What does that process look like? I always go back to, would you send that text to a friend or would you send that message to a friend? Yeah. Um, we just had somebody uh, send me some messages. They said, what do you think of these messages? And I immediately was like, you're going to kill the whole vibe of what we're trying to accomplish here. At the end of the day, we're trying to automate the the relationship building process. We're not trying to send messages that say uh, 10% off the next 10 people that respond to this text message, get your furnace today, you know, whatever it is. That's very, you know, salesy and hypey. It's, it's, Hey Nathan, uh, it's Ryan over here at uh, Wasatch Heating and Air. I uh, just wanted to let you know that we've got a few slots open this week. And I know it's been a little while since you had your fur- furnace tuned up. Wanted to see if you wanted to get on the schedule. What would work better for you, AM or PM? And you can see that that's like something that I would send you, Nathan, if I picked up my phone and just typed it out and sent it to you, 
right? Um, and so when we talk to customers, when they're thinking about this process, we're trying to detach them from what they're used to thinking as far as marketing goes and just thinking, okay, got to come up with a cool discount. I've got to come up with all this and saying, no, try to tr just treat it as if you're going to text your friend and tell them that you have some time on the schedule. And that seems to be the key to developing these campaigns. I have a guy, um, Dustin Miller, he owns comfort now in California. He's our, probably our longest chirp user in the HVAC space. Um, He's a $10 million company. Uh, he, he reaches out. He has not had an open slot in his shoulder season since he started with Chirp uh, because he reaches out. If he sees that his, his uh, schedule is a little bit light, uh, he'll reach, he'll grab some customers that are old that he hasn't communicated with in, a, in over a year or, you know, whatever it is. And he'll send a voicemail. The, so the uh, voicemail and text message are both really effective. A voicemail is a pre recorded voicemail that just shows up in the customer's inbox. And he just says, he just says, Hey, it's Dustin uh, with comfort. Now I just wanted to say, thank you so much for being a, a valued customer of ours. I uh, just wanted to let you know, it's that time of year again uh, for tune up. We're a little light on our schedule this week. So we have some open slots. Uh, if you're interested, um, we can give you a great discount. Just text me back or call me and we'll get you set up. And that's, and then he sends that voicemail out and they'll call back. Hey, Dustin, just call me. I want to get this going. And they'll, they'll get, um, you know, fill out the schedule that way. And then if they don't respond to that voicemail, 15 minutes later, a text message will go out and it'll say, um, Hey, uh, Dustin just left you a voicemail, letting you know that we have some open slots. I'm Jessica here at the office. Just want to let you know, we have a few slots. Text me back if, you know, if you want one. And then he goes one more step a day later. And he says, uh, I'm just reaching out one last time. We're about filled up. But, uh, if you're, if you're interested, please text me back. And that's it. And he hasn't had, he hasn't had any open um, slots from that process. What I love about that is it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't immediately, so someone may deduce, okay, this is a automated thing. Yep. Uh, yep. Cause we're as humans, we're really smart at this stuff. We're really smart at knowing yep. whether or not something is authentic or not. Um, but that, I guess that word authentic, it doesn't seem inauthentic what you just described. It seems very authentic, despite the fact that someone might be able to deduce, oh, this is a, right. a lot of people got the same message. Yep. Um, it still feels personal. Yep. And when they respond, they take over when they respond, you take over and continue the conversation. So it's not like there's no human there. You're just using the tool yep. to get more messages out faster, you know? So. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Chirp has done a lot for my business. Um, you know, last year I thought, you know, I was a big, bad business owner and I was going to rule the world and the weather was not in my favor last year in Maryland. And I was like, I kept throwing all the marketing dollars in the world and I kept growing my company, growing my company, but I didn't have any service contracts. Um, I had like a hundred, um, now we have close to a thousand, but um, the reason why we have close to a thousand is that 40% of that thousand came from chirp 40% came from emailing, texting, text or, uh, ringless voicemails to our current customer base. Cause you know, the technicians didn't offer it, didn't whatever in the past. However, um, 400 service agreements from chirp. Um, that's a big deal. Um, we had our, we had my CSR come in this morning and she was like, man, we're just as busy right now as we are in the dead of summer. And it's January and it's warm outside. 
And I was like, yeah, um, you know, but A, that's the power of church, and B, that's the power of service contracts. Um, that's why I go on a mountain and I shout with you guys how important that stuff is, because in Maryland, we have some serious, I mean, we only have uh, June, July, half of August, and then maybe every once in a while we have a cold winter. So we don't, like, shoulder season is the majority of the year. Um, so that's why service contracts for us, just like many other states, uh, service contracts are so important. So um, that's how Chirp has helped me. And I think there's a big thing with Chirp on relational versus transactional marketing. When you first go out there, you want that relational marketing go out there. And it's and this is just how I use it and how I've been successful is the, hey, how's it going? I haven't heard, for you, heard from you in a while. I just want to personally give you a call and say, I appreciate you as a customer. If you ever need anything, call me. And by the way, um, we have a service contract available uh, for you. Let me know if you're interested. That'll, that'll generally grab the relational people. Oh, the owner's calling me. The amount of people that are on the schedule and they say, oh, I know Ryan, when all they did was get a ringless voicemail from me um, is insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey, you know, they have, they know the owner of Beltway. Yeah, yeah, I'm friends with the owner. You get so many of that yeah. now. But hey, whatever. If it's filling the board up, it's filling the board up. And then I go into the transactional. Hey, um, you know, it's still a personal message. It still feels real. But hey, you know, uh, by the way, we have 10% off, you know, for a couple more slots. You know, would you be interested at XYZ? Um, because that's 20% of the world is relational marketing. 80% of the world is transactional. But you want... 80% of your business to come from that 20% of relational people. Cause those are the people that shout your business and chirp doesn't allow you to forget who they are. You know, we, they get an email once a month. Um, they always know who we are and that's how chirp has really helped us. Um, with our client as an owner, I really appreciate hearing that. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. No, um, um, you know, if you do it right and Justin doesn't allow you to do it wrong, um, you know, he'll say that's a shitty idea or that's a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it really, I had to depend on my customer base last year. I couldn't, I could not spend any more mo mo money on marketing. And it was honestly killing me to do that year after year after year. So when it was like, oh, I can just work the, I can work the follow-ups, I can work the customer base, you know, my marketing percentage went way down and I'm not dependent on these marketers anymore. I'm dependent on how quality of service that we can provide. Right. It's and that's what Chirp does. Is Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're talking, yeah. You're talking hundreds and thousands of dollars to marketers opposed to um, just focus on what you're really good at and never let people forget who you are. Always be liked the most and thought of first. Right. Um, and you're building, you're building an asset that you can eventually, if you do want to exit your business, it, your, your business is much more valuable if you have a client base that responsive and yeah. you're not waking up every day starting over, you know? Yep. One of the biggest, one of the quickest ROIs companies see with Chirp is what you're talking about. It's called message broadcast. And so when they come on board with Chirp, we're directly integrated with their CRM. All their current customers get pulled over and they can instantly filter those customers down and say, okay, anyone I haven't serviced in 12 months, for example, I want to put them into a campaign and they can instantly send yep. out a campaign or a text message to those customers uh, to get top of mind again, get them rebooked. And that, that would be one of the quickest ROIs companies see with Jerp. 
is just taking advantage of customers that they already have because we spend a lot of money and put a lot of work into getting new customers and we don't always take advantage of customers that we already have. And so, yep. and then Nathan, the other thing I wanted to say is you kind of brought up uh, number one, uh, when someone comes on board with Chirp, we do send them out ideas of campaigns. Um, and so the cool thing about Chirp is because we're specific to the home service industry, we have battle-tested campaigns that other companies are using. And so we'll send out um, some ideas or examples to these companies, and then they can personalize those messages according to their business and their brand. Um, and they can make any edits that they want but we will help them start out with a core set of campaigns and then they can build from there. Um, the other thing along with that, and this is honestly probably the bigger, biggest differentiator of Chirp and any other text messaging or automation platform out there is when someone comes on board with Chirp, they not only get the software, but they actually get teamed up with an automation expert. And it's an automation expert that's extremely familiar with their CRM. So Service Titan, for example, it would be a Service Titan automation expert. And this person is there to really help this customer understand how to use Chirp because it is a robust system. And we understand that, you know, not everyone in the home service industry is super stoked on always bringing on a new software or a new technology. And so we want to make that as seamless as possible for those people and, uh, and, and really help them know how to do that. And so I think that that's a kind of a big um, value add of, of Chirp as a whole. Yeah, so. yeah that's, that's going to be your guys, that, that's, that's going to be Chirp's magic sauce. Um, just as a guy that looks at business, um, you know, cause, cause someone, someone else might come along one of these CRMs and come up with some of the tech that, that does what you guys already do. That's possible in the future. But I mean, how big is your company? How many people work there? Uh, we're about 10. Yeah. So I, I knew that it was small, smaller compared to what might be some people think. And so our listeners, I, like yep. you get personal attention with Chirp. And the secret sauce of having someone that you're teamed up with um, in, in order to help you craft these messages and these campaigns, that's a huge deal. And that's not something that can just be, you know, that's a piece of automation that can't go away. That's your personal touch. Um, we're talking about automation on this thing, but the personal touch of your business is the fact that you partner and you partner with people. And I think that's pretty awesome. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that, that's a point that I was making earlier when I brought on Justin was very important to me as an owner that we did not go down that path of impersonal. Um, as much as I'd love to scale and have, you know, uh, and, and be a billion dollar company, it's more important to me to be um, some, to, to stand behind something that I'm really proud of. And part of that is not just, Hey, I'm going to sell, 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 get people into contracts. And then I'm going to sell this business. And I'm going to, you know, live on the beach. Um, the, the whole idea here is to create something that, that, that creates impact in small businesses. And, and, and I really, you know, it's really important to me. That's why Justin came along. I was like, Hey, I, I want you here, but I don't want you to bring that. I don't want you to bring any of that, um, that Silicon Valley tech spirit. I want you to bring your magic of being a really good relationship builder, but forget about the idea that um, we're trying to just blow up and get the next you know round of funding. And that's it's served us very well. We've grown completely organically from that. So all of our businesses come from uh, just conversations like this and not us out there 
spending millions on advertising and just hustling people into a contract. Right. Advertising is the price you pay for not being extraordinary. Um, (laughs) We're running out of time. Um, but you guys are extraordinary and that's why we use you. Um, we vet everyone that we use and anyone that we would offer to our clients. So obviously this podcast is for to listen to everybody, but this particular one, we want to send to our clients today. Hey, you need to use chirp. I've personally, um, been using them for a long time. So they get vetted very seriously and we love that personal feel that they give. Um, and they are extraordinary and that's why they don't have to pay a ton of they're all word of mouth. Probably, I don't know. You probably guys are all word of mouth. Don't know, but um, they have a very generous offer of twenty five percent off the first three months, and they don't do this for anyone but us. They give fifty percent off uh, the onboarding fee. So that was really generous, generous of those guys. Um, and you know, the client we just had chirp and eliminated a job, um, but it was in a good way. The client we had was a, they are in the insulation business and they get literally 40 leads um, every Monday morning. And now they take those 40 leads, they put them in the chirp and they leave it alone and they don't have to do anything. And now because of that one thing and what chirp is able to do, that office manager doesn't have to sit down and call leads and call them back and get this one and get that one. Now she's working on the business, not in it. And that allows the business owner to finally have a quality of life. Um, the business owner went on a vacation last week and he said, it's the first time someone didn't ring my phone because our office manager just handled everything. Why? Because she had the time to now. And why does she have the time? Because of these guys right here. So guys, thank you so much for what you do. Um, we're running out of time. So we got to wrap this up. I love talking to you guys, but, um, <laughs> we could probably make this two hours if we wanted to. This has been great. Um, so best way to reach, uh, best way to reach you guys is what? Justin at chirp.com. J U S T I N at C H I I R P.com. My direct cell phone number is three, eight, five, two, eight, five, nine, four, nine, six. And yeah, we would love to talk with anyone and uh, show you how Chirp can add some some real value to your business. So reach out to Justin. If you go to chirp.com, you can also schedule a demo with him there. Um, but uh, And we have a ton of videos, d- different things if you want to check us out there. But we'll get on a demo with you. We'll walk you through. Make sure you fully understand uh, everything that we talked about here before, obviously, before you pull the trigger. But uh, yeah, we, we'd love, to, we'd love to, to share it with you on a demo. Awesome. Sweet, guys. Thank you.